Welcome to the Run for PRs podcast. This is your host, Victoria Phillippe. The Run for PRs podcast was created to give away the secrets to transform your training to reach your goals. We ask all the expert run coaches and athletes the questions that you've been dying to know the answers to. We will get the inside scoop on what really makes you the best athlete that you can be. Have you ever seen a fast runner and wonder, wow, how did they get so fast? Well, then this podcast is for you. We are going to do a deep dive to reveal the secrets to reaching your potential as a runner. Tips for dressing in cold weather. In some of our last episodes, we talked about how to stay motivated to run outside in the cold. You know, it's winter here and it can be pretty cold. We are in the Minneapolis area and it's one of the coldest metropolitan areas in the United States. Um, We get a couple of weeks of sub-zero every year. So we are just used to these super cold, miserable temperatures. um, And we just wanted to share some of our tips with you. So in case you were... Um, inspired by some of the things that we were chatting about um, in the last couple of episodes where we talked about running the cold weather. I'm sure now that the temperatures are falling, some of you guys are like, what do these people wear when they're running outside in, you know, the zero, sub-zero, or maybe you're in a warmer weather state and you don't even know what to wear in 40 degrees, right? So we just wanted to talk about the gear that we have and what we um, utilize during various temperature drops and we'll kind of run you through each temperature and what we wear and kind of where we would purchase some of these gears because it doesn't have to be something that's super expensive. Um, Jason ran when he was in college and, you know, broke college kids, right? Like they, you don't really have a lot of money to spend on, Um, winter running apparel. And so there are just more thrifty ways to be able to stay warm and be able to have lots of different options. Because I think that's another um, big obstacle for people is that, you know, you might get like one outfit of like great winter gear, but if you're running every single day or multiple times a week outside, um, you don't want to be doing laundry, you know, every day and wearing the same exact thing every day. So we are just going to dive right on in uh, with some of our tips. So Jason, what, um, what are some of your first tips to anyone that maybe has never ran at all in the winter? Um, is it something that you should like ease into or should you just go like all in? Um, what is your advice for someone who's never ran in the cold before? Yeah, I think, um, you know, this will obviously depend on what part of the country you live in and what temps you consider to be cold. But if you're, you know, if you're going to try running for the first time in the winter, you definitely want to think about, um, you know, running, just limiting the time you're spending outside on your first couple runs just to see like how your body adjusts or how you adapt to it. Um, And mentally, how do you feel? Um, Is it cold? Is the wind hitting your face? All of those things are things that you're going to be probably face with during the winter, but I would definitely probably overdress slightly. Um, so you want to make sure that, you know, cause you can always peel a layer off. If you're getting warm, you can always take off your jacket, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I would say dress with, um, more clothes than what you might think is necessary just for the first couple of runs until you kind of get a feel. And then you, you start to become like, like you and I, where you know pretty much exactly what to wear for every condition. Just because you've been out there so many times and you start to know, um, 
you know, like, oh, 40 degrees is not always 40 degrees, depending on if it's windy or sunny. And so you'll start to think about, you know, how that impacts what you should wear as well. Um, I know we've, we've kind of briefly talked about that before um, when we talked about what to wear for races. But yeah, wind and, and um, wind and sun to me are just as important as looking at the temperature um, when you start to think about what to wear for outdoor outdoor running in the winter. Yeah, that's some really good advice there. And I think one of the biggest things that people maybe don't utilize on their day-to-day is checking the weather. Um, I think that that's a huge thing is when you have a whole training plan that's planned out in front of you or you have a week's worth of runs that you want to get in, or maybe you just have a weekly mileage goal and you're just going to break it up um, yourself based on how the weather is. One of the biggest factors to that success or failure, I think, is checking that weather. Um, and if you have more freedom and flexibility in your schedule to be able to utilize the better weather running days for your longer runs or for your workout days, is really important. And then just to know kind of ahead of time, you know, if you're going to bed and you want to run early in the morning, um, it's it's good to be able to lay out what you want to wear. Um, so checking that weather app and knowing, um, you know, because in Minnesota, sometimes it'll be zero degrees and then the next day it can be, you know, 28 degrees. So it just really varies. And what you're going to wear on those days and maybe where you choose to do your runs on those days might change with that. So I think looking at the weather forecast, just that whole week in advance and kind of figuring out where the weather weather patterns are going to go um, and just kind of try to nail down a day or two that you're going to try to get outside um, or maybe you, your plan is to go outside every day unless it's X temperature. But having that picture in your mind of this is what the week's going to look like and these are the days or the temperatures days that I'm going to try to go outside versus stay inside helps you be able to have a little bit more structure because I think sometimes people fall into the, oh, I'm just going to play it by ear and they don't think about scheduling their runs around the weather um, and that's where sometimes people can fall off that motivational trajectory because it's like if you have a seven mile run planned and it's zero degrees and you just skip it, uh, well, the day before was your rest day and it was, you know, 28 degrees, you could have gone out in, in that weather. So I think being more flexible and um, just being able to adapt the weather with your run schedule is super important. So how often do you check the weather um, when it comes to winter running and does it impact whether or not you will run outside or inside? Yeah, I mean, I pretty much will look at, you know, I'm, I'm always checking the weather, but you'll when you start thinking about your runs for the week, you're looking at like the seven-day forecast and you um, are looking for the better days as far as um, doing workouts. And up here, it's usually temperature is all you're going to be able to see when you look at that. Um, and then typically, you, typically you'd have to go on to a website to look at what's the wind going to be like on this day. And, and you may start to see that the day of or whatever, um, what the feels like temp is. Um, but you can at least see if it's going to snow or if it's going to be sunny and then what the expected highs and lows are. And so that's helpful. Um, and typically I'll probably, you know, I'll probably try to run outside most days unless I see like snow in the forecast or unless it's going to be like single digits, like below 10. And I just would prefer to, you know, run on the treadmill and watch TV in front of me. So it just, it's a matter of, um, you know, looking at planning ahead, I guess. And I really like what you said about laying your clothes out the day before, especially cause I've, I've been there where I wasn't really planning to run outside. And then all of a sudden, like, 
a friend texts me or whatever and wants to run that day and I'm kind of scrambling to like get my clothes and I haven't even really checked the weather because I wasn't planning to run outside and I end up being underdressed or whatever because I didn't grab like a shell jacket and it was super windy. Um, so I've, I've made those mistakes. So it's really, if you think you might run outside, it's good to just plan ahead in terms of um, looking at the weather, but also um, laying out your clothes the night before and making sure you have enough. Um, again, it's better to be slightly overdressed, I think. And if you're going to do a workout outside, um, you know, you can probably get away with, um, um, you know, maybe taking off the jacket after your warm up or something like that. Um, so you don't have to always wear like the same thing for your entire duration of your run outside. Yeah, that's a good point. And soon we're going to go over like each temperature. So I'll be like 50 degrees. What do we wear? 40 degrees. What do we wear? But before we do that, we just kind of wanted to address the fact that, you know, 50 degrees doesn't always feel the same. So if you have wind chill, right, if you, if it's very windy, if the winds are more than, you know, five mile per hour, it's going to make it feel a lot colder. Um, if you have 20 mile per hour winds, that's just, it's frigid. And a lot of people will choose, you know, not to run in uh, certain wind chills, right? So I think it's really important to check that wind chill and what the feels like is um, because that's going to play a huge impact. And that's something you look at in the summer a lot is that feels like and the humidity. And so in the winter, you're going to be looking more at that wind chill in the mile per hour of wind um, that you're going to be facing. And then another thing that that is important to understand is that you know if you're running in the middle of the day with the sun, that is going to feel a lot better and perhaps warmer than if it's the same temperature and it, there's no sun out. Um, so you really want to be aware of what time of day you're running. Personally, in Minnesota, I like to try to run more when the sun is out um, in the winter time, just because you can get a little bit more bang for your buck, right? So if it says it's 20 degrees, but it's super sunny and it's noon, um, that's going to feel a lot better than if it's 20 degrees and the sun has barely risen yet. So you really want to be aware of kind of what's going on in the sky. Um, so obviously the, what the wind is going to make a big impact and then the sun is going to make it feel a lot warmer. So just keeping those things in mind when we go over the different temperatures and maybe like what we wear. Um, so Jason, do you think that you're someone that handles cold temperatures better than others? Or do you think that it just depends on if you're doing a workout or not? Does that impact what you wear? I think over the years, yeah, I've become, you know, I mean, I've only been running for, I don't even know how many winters, but it, you start to notice that the cold doesn't affect you as much. Now, if we're talking about going and doing like a 5K race and the temps are in the single digits, then yeah, I can't expect to run the same time that I would run if it was, you know, 35 or 40 degrees. But um, as far as like daily runs go, yeah, I don't think my easy pace is really impacted at all because I'm going to dress for the weather. Um, and, you know, we, we've had the gear to be able to go out and run in zero degrees and, you know, you feel fine. Um, as far as doing a workout, as long as, you know, roads are clear, um, and the wind's not that bad, I'm probably going to be similar. The only time where it might be a little slower is if you're just quite not used to it yet and you're breathing in that cold air and it's kind of causing you to kind of cough more and, and you just feel it in your chest. Um, but a lot of times those effects you don't really feel until the workout's pretty much over. So I think over time, just my body's learned to adapt to it. Um, first couple runs in the winter, like in November, December, those are always a, a little bit more challenging, but then you, you really start to, um, learn how to handle it. And then by January, February, you're, you're doing fine. 
Yeah, good good points there. I think everyone kind of has their own different tolerance for what they like. So just because, you know, we wear something in a certain temperature doesn't mean that that's necessarily what you're going to wear. Um, but we, we can go over these things anyway. So we're going to start at 50 degrees because I think that's typically the point where people will start to say, yeah, it feels a little cold out. So when it hits about 50 degrees, Jason, what do you wear on your runs? Yeah, um, you know, if it is like mid 50s, I'd probably just wear, um, again, this will depend on if it's sunny, because like you said, the sun and no wind, it could feel warm. I might just wear like just a t-shirt and my shorts, and that might be it. If it's 50, if I have zero versus 56, now I'm going to probably wear a long sleeve. Um, and if it's 50 when it's super windy, I might even wear gloves with my long sleeve. So it really kind of depends on like the sun, the wind, you know, and 50 versus 56 or 57, that's, that's different. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, like you said, that, that temperature range can be so broad because if it's like 58 and it's humid, yeah, I agree with you. Shorts and, uh, in a t-shirt or even like a tank top. Um, but if it's more like on the five zero end of things and you know, it's a little cool air out there, I would probably wear a very light long sleeve shirt. Um, something that's going to be a little bit breathable because you probably are going to get hot, right? Like, I mean, if it's 50 and you're in your even, you know, working somewhat hard, your body temperature is going to raise. They say it, it feels like it's 20 degrees hotter than the temperature out there when you're exercising. So it's really going to feel like it's 70 degrees. Um, but so I would wear a long sleeve and maybe shorts and capris. Uh, and then like you said, depending on the winds, you maybe would start with gloves, but I would probably take them off, you know, around mile two. Um, another thing to keep in mind, maybe wearing like a very light headband around your ears. Um, if, if you're just not feeling it, cause like the first mile or two of a 50 degree run, um, if it's, if it's a little windy can feel pretty cold. Um, but then once you really start warming up and getting going, then it's, it's not so bad. So if I was only going to go on like a three mile run, I might bundle up a little bit more, but if I'm going on like eight or nine, I'm just going to wear, you know, long sleeve and shorts, nothing else. Um, and then I guess getting down. So if we are in the 40 degrees and this is an interesting one. So 40 degrees, you know, if you're racing in it versus if you're going on a run in it can look so different. Mm. So what does your 40 degree apparel look like? Yeah, just, um, you know, when I'm going out for just a regular training run, it's definitely going to be just probably like a heavier long sleeve shirt of some sort. I might even wear a jacket if it's like 40 on the dot and it's like windy. Um, but typically it's just going to be a long sleeve um, and gloves unless it's like 48 and sunny and calm, no wind or nothing like that. Then I probably won't wear gloves, but for sure, long sleeve shirt. And then um, I'm usually going to wear shorts unless it's, you know, 40 on the dot and it's like super windy or cold, typically anything over 40, I'm wearing shorts. Um, and as far as racing goes, you know, I'm going to warm up kind of the same. I might warm up in pants, but, um, probably going to wear like half tights, um, or shorts. And then for upper body, I'm probably just going to wear a singlet. Um, and depending on the wind and the sun and all that, um, I may, may or may not wear gloves, um, may or may not wear arm sleeves. It really just depends. There's been races where, you know, if it's 40 right at the start and it's windy and it feels cold because, you know, we just came off of summer and so it's fall and 
uh, you may wear the arm sleeves for like a mile or two and then lose them after you feel warmer. So, and that's the other thing to think about is in the springtime, these temps are going to feel for me anyways, much better than they do in the fall, just because you're coming out of a winter. So the temps are getting warmer. So I might wear, you know, less clothes in the spring for these temps than I would in the fall. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, the temperatures do feel different for everyone, and they also feel different depending on kind of what you're used to. So for me, 40 would be uh, always probably going to be long long pants, um, like tights, lightweight, leggings, um, and then a long sleeve shirt. I would probably also race in similar apparel. I know last year I did a 10-mile race um like 620 something pace and I was wearing long pants and a long sleeve and it was only 40 degrees so uh, you know that's something to be said too like you're saying that you would wear a singlet and shorts in 40 degrees and a lot of people would you know for a race um they might show up wearing a lot less than you and I think these are the temperatures where it gets a little dicey and you have to do like what you're comfortable with so if you're someone that you'd rather be a little bit um warmer like Mm -hmm. then that's better but I know that you know I I ran Boston the same year as you when it was 2015 and it was 40 degrees um and you ran in like a singlet and shorts and I was just like okay I'm gonna copy what you're doing I was just too cold like I needed more um and so that's when you can kind of get in trouble is when you just copy what someone else is doing and uh, it, it doesn't really go great for you. So I would say, you know, if you're going to do a race or you're doing a workout, um, start with more layers on and then you can kind of take them off. So when I went to that race, I, I did feel maybe like I was a little bit overdressed. But by the end of the race, like, honestly, I didn't I didn't feel like I was wearing too much. I maybe rolled up my sleeves. Um, but yeah, so just that might be more of like a long sleeve, uh, long pant sort of weather for you. Um, and then obviously I'm probably going to be wearing gloves and a headband at that point. Um, so then we're getting a little bit colder when we hit that 30 degree mark. And this is where things can get interesting because once you're below 32 degrees, you can start getting the snow that sticks on the ground and that can bring up whole slew of other issues so jason what do you typically wear in 30 degrees so this is kind of the temperature range where i'll start to wear a hat like a winter hat type unless it's like 39 and sunny you know and it just feels nice in the spring but i'll typically always wear a hat and usually a thin pair of gloves just because i like to kind of keep my hands warm um and then for um you know as far as am i gonna make the jump to wearing pants or, or tights versus shorts yeah, usually right around like that 36 range, I'll probably um, decide based on how sunny and windy it is. Um, you know, if it's going to be windy, I'm always going to wear the pants just because uh, I don't want to, I don't want to get too cold and stuff. So um, as far as upper body goes, this is probably where I'm going to wear a, um, if it's warmer 30s, I might just wear like sort of a thicker long sleeve and that's it. Or I'm probably going to wear a thin long sleeve with kind of a thinner jacket over the top um, to kind of protect me from the wind if it's you know colder 30s so that's kind of like what I would wear um, to train in for races it's probably going to be the same as 40s with just that my normal racing outfit and then um, potentially the hat arm warmers gloves for part of the race if needed yeah good point um uh in 30 degrees I'm wearing the long pants again 
uh, leggings, uh, still more of like the lightweight leggings, and then a long sleeve shirt. And on top of that long sleeve shirt, I might, it might be doubling up on a long sleeve shirt or wearing something that's more thermal in nature. Uh, so there's a lot of brands that have more thermal, um, running gear. And so this is where I think going in person is sometimes useful. So it's going to be that more like soft feel on the interior. That's going to keep you a little bit warmer. Um, some of the brands of stuff that I have is not, um, what you would think. I I don't really think there's a ton. Nike is tough because I feel like they have zip ups that look like they would be thermal, but they're not. Um, so it's really important to check what is on the inside. And if it's that soft, um, you know, I don't know. Do you know how to describe that a little bit better? Mm, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of more looking at the thickness. So for me, um, I'm always going to probably wear some sort of like long sleeve, um, just, that I know feels good. And then I'll put like either thermal on over it. Um, like maybe like one of those quarter zip thermals or I'll pro I usually wear a jacket just because I like that. I'll so I'll wear either a really thin jacket, um, or maybe a thicker jacket if it's colder, but, um, yeah, I know what you're saying. I know some of the brands that we've, we've bought for like the long sleeve shirts recently, I guess, um, that are softer. Um, maybe I know we have a couple rabbit ones, or I just have some that are like an off-brand. I don't even know where they came from. Um, right. So it's more about just like what feels good. Tracksmith has a few long sleeves that I know you like to wear, um, right. but you'll just wear that. Like I've seen you go out yeah, the runs. Yeah, and that's more if it's like warmer out. I'm talking okay. when we start like layering, I feel like 30s is like when I would start to layer. Um, so I would probably have like a lighter weight long sleeve, maybe like the Tracksmith one or like the Running Rabbit or just like a, a, a race long sleeve. Yeah. Right, like a dry fit from a race. But then, you know, if I'm going easy and it's 30, I'd probably want something else to layer on top of that. And you say you add a jacket, but I, I feel like at that point, I don't really like the jacket yet. I, I like would rather have a double long sleeve or like a zip up. Mm. Um, so like maybe a Nike zip up that, that you know is going to be like keep you a little bit warmer um, or something that's more thermal in nature. So I'll just double up on long sleeves. And so what I'll do is keep the thinner one on the inside. So you want the layer closest to your body to be really hugging your body tightly. Um, you're going to like tuck it into your tights. Um, and that's going to provide just more of a, uh, you know, warmth for you. Cause if you have something that's like flopping around, you know, and, and it's not tight on you, it's going to let all of your body heat escape. And so you want to keep that layer that's closest to you tight and tucked in and all that stuff and then the layer that's on top of that is maybe a little bit bigger um, maybe it's going to let in a little bit of air um, and that's why I don't really like to have a jacket in 30 degrees yet because I, I like to have some air like flowing through a little bit more um, just because it can get a little warm it's it's a weird temperature I feel like 30 you can be hot outside yeah, oh yeah. If you're dressed like in just two layers of long sleeve, yeah. but at the same time, if you only have one long sleeve, it's like you get a little cold. So it's like you have to decide, would you rather be a little hot or a little cold? Um, so I like to have that one really tight to my body and then one that's a little bit looser, letting in a little bit of a, like a breeze, I guess you would say. But in 30, I'm always going to be wearing gloves. Always going to be wearing a headband. I don't like to wear hats because I feel like they're way too hot. Um, I, I won't wear a hat until it's like zero degrees. I'll wear just like a headband, like a thermal one. 
um, just because that's more comfortable for me. I feel like having the top of my head exposed because I have hair, um, it just helps me maybe just stay cooler. I don't know, but hats are very warm for me. And But I have long hair, so maybe the reason you like hats is because your hair is very short. Um, so I guess the next temperature down the list, we're at 20 degrees. So what is it going to look like um, in that 20 degrees for you? So, you know, thinking back to the 30s, I'm wearing like my lightest jacket that I own. It's kind of, it's a Nike and possibly light jacket. I just like it um, just for a little wind resistant. For 20, I'm probably going to jump down to a little bit thicker of like a, like a Nike wind jacket. Um, or I might have like another brand, like a Pearl Izumi one that I'll wear. So that's kind of what I'll wear with just any under, just any long sleeve underneath. And I'll depend, that'll depend on like the wind and the the temp in the sun again if it's 20 i'm gonna wear a thicker thermal underneath if it's 28 and sunny i'm gonna wear one of my thinnest um you know like race dry fits and then i'll wear that medium kind of jacket over um and then yeah once it gets even colder i'll bring up what i wear for my thicker jackets but that's kind of what i'll wear for upper body obviously i'm making the shift in the 20s to completely going tights um and I, I like tights here. I don't really like pants just because I, I feel like I get kind of hot in pants. So I want kind of like a thinner layer of like thinner um, brand of tights. And, um, you know, I've had some over the years, I guess, uh, I've had Nike. I've had um, like Asics. Those are kind of the two tights that I've had. Um, and then I'm always wearing like, a again, a thin pair of gloves and a hat. Yeah, the thin tights are the real winners, I think. Um, yeah. Even, like, you saying that, it's like, yeah, I only wear thin tights unless it's, like, you know, we're getting to the sub-zero stuff, then we maybe will switch. But, um, like you said, it's the really thin tights. That's what I'm going to be wearing from, like, yeah. the 40s and 50s all the way down to, like, 10 degrees. Um, and ones that I really like for running that hold up extremely well are going to be pretty much anything Nike. But again, um, these are ones that you should be trying on. I would not order um, online because you want to be able to like touch and feel the fabric and know that it like fits you correctly, uh, making sure that they're going to be tight, right? So if you have a baggy pair of pants, again, it's going to be letting air flow through your legs and that is going to make it way too cold. So you do need to have something that is tight. Um, and like you were even saying, you wear the tight ones. Um, and I think that's probably why you do it, right? So I, I wear tight ones. Girls, I think, you know, it's just that's what they make now. But I, I think you have to be really aware that the reason that you're wearing them tight to your body is because you're trying to keep all of your core temperature and keep all your body temperature inside and not let the air flow through. So Lululemon Align leggings have worked really well for me. And then uh, a lot of the Nike leggings that are a similar um, like fabric work really well. And the cool thing about these leggings is that they're like multifaceted. So like the Lululemon ones, I mean, you can wear them just around the house to lounge around. They're not like specific athletic, um, leggings. They're just amazing tights. So if you're, you know, a female looking for some good leggings, I would definitely check out Lululemon Align. Um, really good there. So if it's in the twenties, like you were saying, you know, we're going to be wearing the, the long pants, obviously. And I feel like 20s can be a crab shoe, right? So if it's 29 and it's hot or 29 and sunny and no wind, it's going to feel a lot warmer than 20 and 20 mile per hour winds and no sun. 
Um, so, but usually I think in the twenties is when it's safe to say, yeah, you're going to be wearing probably a jacket. You're going to have long sleeves on, you're going to have a hat or a headband. You got to have, uh, the coverings on your body to stay warm. So you're going to be fully, you know, loaded, um, lots of layers. And if it is more on that 29 degree side, you might shed that jacket and put it maybe around your waist, um, for some of the run. I know I've ended up in that situation a couple of times, but it's just like, you'd rather be over prepared than show up and be, um, freezing. And sometimes it's just a weird temperature. I feel like running outside in the twenties, it, it can just be weird. Um, for whatever reason, like, it can be the exact same weather on two identical days, but for one reason, you're just a little bit hotter on a day, and, and you can start to, like, sweat underneath your clothes at this temperature, and I feel like it's just the weirdest sensation is, like, sweating when it's cold outside. I don't know how to describe that. Does that, what temperature does that usually happen for you? Yeah, I think that'll depend on, like, what I wear, and if I wear the tight, tighter-fitting thermal, I'm more likely to sweat, I think. Um, Wind for me is probably the biggest thing that um, would, you know, cause me, I think, to sweat if I'm overdressed um, um, or I guess if it's if it's not windy and I'm overdressed, then I'm definitely sweating, that sort of thing. So, yeah, in the once it's below 20, this is where I'm kind of breaking out my thicker jacket um, and I'll wear maybe a thinner layer. Uh, underneath it if it's not that cold or windy or a thicker layer if it is. Um, but my thicker jackets are really the Boston jackets, the Adidas. I don't know why. I just like them because they have the, like, the liner built into it. So I, I will wear that sucker in mm-hmm. negative 10 or I'll wear it in 18 or 20 degrees, kind of any like a 40-degree range I'll basically wear it. Um, and then I'll just, sh- just kind of change what I have underneath it based on the weather outside. Um, and I just, I like it. I don't really overheat in it for some reason. I feel like it's fairly breathable. So if I'm worried about overheating, I'll just wear something really thin underneath it. Um, but I'd rather have that nice wind protective outside, um, just kind of not knowing, um, you know, exactly how that wind might feel. You know, sometimes it says it's only six mile per hour winds, but that can actually feel pretty cold if the temperature's in the teens or if it's 10. Um and then this is kind of where I will, obviously I'm still wearing hat, gloves. I'm probably not quite wearing a face mask yet. It's going to have to get closer down to zero. But um, I'm still wearing my tight, my, my normal tights that I'd wear like in the 20s. I'm not shifting to my warmer pants yet either. So, Yeah, that's a good point. Um, some of these apparel items that we're wearing in like 30 degrees are definitely some of the same ones that we wear in sub-zero and so I think the biggest thing is like learning that the layering and how you know items pair with each other because like you were saying that the jacket the Boston jacket like that's something I would wear in you know even like 30s or 40s and then also like when it's negative 20 I wear the same jacket but it's all about like what you're putting on under that jacket so you could have you know a super light long sleeve under that jacket versus three layers under that jacket and it, and it feels different. Uh, but I think having that as your outer shell is definitely a go-to. You're not going to put like, you're not going to put something on top of a jacket, right? So the jacket has to stay on the outside. Um, but yeah, so once it gets down to like the 10 degrees, um, the air temperature at 10 degrees, that's when you start uh, getting some people that are going to be dropping, dropping out of <laughs> running um, outside. I, I definitely not a fan of anything. 
um, in the, the teens or the tens, it can be really cold. Um, but oftentimes, you know, there's just not an opportunity to run in anything warmer than that for a stretch of a month or two when you live in Minnesota. So I have gotten out there and I do get out there in this weather, but definitely not my favorite for me. It will be, um, depending on the wind chill. So it, this is when I might make the shift from just a regular legging to leggings and windbreaker pants, um, just depending on the wind chill. So windbreaker pants are going to be, you know, like running specific. Um, if you go to more of like a, a ski store or like a cross country um, ski, like, I don't know, any sort of winter uh, yeah. stores that have outdoor apparel. Um, if you just kind of go up and like touch some of the, the pants that they have available there, they're almost like a snow pant, but they're, they're not as thick as a snow pant, but they're like this windbreakery material. And that's going to be really critical to having when it, you're talking about negative wind chills, just because I have ran outside, you know, in negative wind chills with just the leggings and your legs will go numb. Um, it, after a certain amount of time. So it's just, you don't want that to happen. It's not fun. Uh, and it's also not fun wearing like two layers of pants. So I definitely feel you like on both sides there, but I think, you know, incorporating those windbreaker pants is definitely going to be clutch at some point in this range. And then, uh, for the layers on top, uh, I'm probably going to be at three or four layers of <laughs> things on the top. Again, keeping the tightest one closest to you and then uh, layering out and having a jacket on the outmost layer. Um, even if there's no wind, I'm still putting a, a windbreaker jacket on. Um, at this temperature, I'm also going to be wearing a hat and a headband uh, and then maybe even like a buff for your neck. At this point, I'm not sure I would go with a face mask. Um, I just don't think it's cold enough for me personally at that temperature, but I would wear a neck buff and neck protection. So you want to look for long sleeves that are going to be more of like a turtleneck um, all the way up your neck um, because that can be added protection. So I have a few long sleeves like that. Uh, Nike has a really good one, but I mean really like any brand. And if you look for, you know... (sighs) the the innermost layer of like long underwear if you look for anything that is made with wool that's definitely going to be useful um so thinking about neck coverings at this point and uh the windbreaker pants is definitely a must do you have any additional tips yeah when you mentioned wool there it made me think of like socks too because this is where i'll start to shift to wear a thicker sock just because i don't want my feet to be out there freezing um so i'll wear like darn tough or smart wool socks and then um, you know, around that zero degrees, I'm still, I'm always pretty much going to wear just two layers. I'm wearing that Boston jacket and I'm wearing like my thicker, my thicker, nice thermal that kind of hugs my body tight. Cause otherwise I just get like too hot. That thing keeps me warm for some reason. Um, now if it's like minus 20 or the wind chill is that cold, then I, then I'm going to wear a third for sure. But if it's around zero, I'm wearing the two layers, uh, because I'm, I'm well protected everywhere else. You know, I have a hat on, I have either a buff or a face mask. Um, I'm also breaking out my thicker gloves, not just like your your typical throwaway gloves. I'm going to wear the thicker gloves. Um, and this is where I'll shift to probably a pant instead of a tight. I have like a pair of craft pants that are, it's like a ski brand, like you mentioned. Those are my go-tos. But yeah, I think we, you know, we go to like the local ski shop here. You can go to like an REI or a North Face and those are going to be good brands. Um, Eddie Bauer, maybe those are going to have good brands for like those types of 
colder weather um, for like your pants or your even getting a jacket with like a outer shell for for warmth. Yeah, once you started talking about like this temperature range, like you were saying the socks come into play and the gloves come into play and those are some of the biggest factors. I know people will ask like how do your your fingers not go numb and all that stuff. So, until you really hit I think in like the teens for running, I don't think it's like a huge issue. Um yeah, your fingers do probably get cold around 20 degrees, but like they're not actually gonna go numb to the point where you can't feel them i know because i've experienced this right like we've experienced firsthand like the shift between you know 25 and and 10 or 25 and 15 um so somewhere in that range you're gonna want to invest yourself in a pair of gloves um and these i think are the most sticker shock for me when it comes to Purchasing something, um, don't, I wouldn't waste your money on gloves that say that they're like windbreaker or that look like they're, you know, a little bit of higher quality made by Nike. Um, they're not going to keep your hands warm, like in, you know, 15 and under, uh, you got to go and buy like mittens that are made for being outside, like when you're hunting or something, right? Mm -hmm. Like you need like these super, thermal if you really don't want your hands to go numb that's the only thing that's going to keep your um, fingers warm and you can't rely on gloves even I I don't I don't think that there's gloves that are are really going to do it for you I would rather invest in a pair of mittens um, that are super thermal and it's going to be really hot with those on and the price point for those are usually like in the 50 to 60 dollar range Um, And that's just what you have to invest in. And so I would not waste, there are so many gloves on the market. And honestly, I wouldn't waste a dime on anything in that mid section of like, oh, these are supposed to be really warm. They're not, they're not. You have to go for like the $60 super thermal, like giant, they look like giant, like choppers. Choppers. Yeah. Yeah, They're called like choppers. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So those are the only thing that's going to work to keep your hands from not freezing. Um, before that, I would just, you know, we would go to Target and there's like $1 gloves. I wear those all the way up to like, you know, 20 degrees and they keep your hands pretty warm. Um, you can double up with those. I like them cause they're only a dollar and they're like these just cotton, cotton gloves and they work so well. Um, we have bought, you know, the Nike gloves, the Under Armour gloves, like every type of glove that like claims to be something out there for running and honestly i will say that those type of gloves make my hands colder yeah. than these one dollar well like yeah. why is it the cotton gloves are like the way to go yeah, in like knit. the I, yeah like the knit i don't yeah. know why i do like them a little thicker though than the cheap target ones that you're talking about but you know i have a few pairs that you can get at like expos or you've maybe you get get them in your race bag i got a pair at twin cities years ago and they're just a little thicker so they don't get holes in them in the fingers like the cheap ones do for me. So those are kind of my go-to until it's like, you know, like you said, in the teens, I may shift to, a, um, I guess, a thicker glove. But a lot of times your hands are still going to end up being cold, like she said. Um, you, you, what I do sometimes if I know I'm going to be out somewhere for a while, like, I don't know, I'm just going to be doing some activity outside. I may just put a pair of hand warmers in there so I have that with the glove. But otherwise, yeah, if I'm going on a run, it's below zero and I don't want my hands to be cold. I'm wearing the nice thick black gloves that we have. I think they're North Face brand just because I know that's going to keep my hand warm. And I like the mittens. I think it just helps um, with getting the blood flow, keeping the blood flow in the hand there when when it's when your fingers aren't separated. 
Um, and the other thing too is like when when you run in these types of conditions, I know they maybe sound extreme to some people. Um, you know, running in zero degrees or sub zero temps, it really makes running in mid twenties feel great. Like when you come back into like late Jan, early Feb, you get a stretch of mid twenties. It feels amazing. And it's like, especially if like the sun is out and you haven't really been outside to get that sun, you just, you, you're going to go out and probably not wear everything that we're talking. You might just wear like a thin jacket and a long sleeve, but um, I think that it really teaches your body to be able to, you know, tolerate more cold. Yeah, I mean, it can just be, like, miserable, to be honest. Um, winter is not not my favorite, for sure. I would rather run in the heat. Um, I'd rather run in a lot of different temperatures than the cold. I'm just not a winter person, and living up here can just be downright difficult um, with these sort of weather. So, Regardless of where you're living, um, if you're just not digging it, just know you're not alone and that it's not, you know, super enjoyable to run in adverse conditions. And I would say anything, you know, under 40 degrees is not ideal. Uh, Most people, you know, they have their range that they enjoy running in and it's usually between like 50 to 80 degrees and anything hotter than that is not really fun. Anything colder than that, not really fun. Um... For us in Minnesota, it's more like between 30 and, you know, 60, anything hotter than that's too hot. But, you know, we live in a different climate here. So wherever you're living, and I'm sure you have like your comfort range and then you have the ones that are a little bit of a stretch for you. But I would say that, you know, safety wise, I think in the winter you can really get, uh, you can keep your mileage pretty high. Um, in the summer, it can be, although I think it's harder for people in the summer because there's no way, like, once you're down to, like, your sports brown shorts, you can't, like, continue to strip off layers, right? Where in the winter, it's just, like, just add another layer. Like, you're going to be fine, right? Like, put on a mask. Um, you might look like you're in a space suit out there, and you probably will also feel that way. And it's not um, 100%, like, enjoyable to be running in... 10 pounds of clothes um for sure but you know if you're just going out there for like an easy run it'll keep you warm and it'll get you outside um when you know you probably wouldn't ever leave your house otherwise um and definitely knowing that it is safe to go outside in those conditions if you are dressed for it and know that you're not the only person that's probably going outside in those conditions um you know there's lots of people that do not only running, but, you know, there's a ton of winter sports that take place like skiing, snowboarding. Um, People are outside for way longer than you are going out for your, you know, easy five mile run. So just knowing that it, it is a thing that people can do. And if you dress appropriately for it, it's definitely not an issue. Um, I guess another thing we haven't really touched on that is really important. So when we're talking about these super cold temperatures, the snow obviously can be an issue. How do you navigate uh, running on snow, running through snow, running on ice, those sort of things when it comes to doing workouts? Or is there a certain type of shoe that you would recommend? Yeah, I would say if I know for a fact that, you know, the roads and the sidewalks that I'm going to be running on are, you know, pretty clean, like 90% uh, is going to be clean. I'm only going to have to worry about a few spots here and there. Um, I'm going to wear normal shoes and then I'll just really take it slow on those areas. Um, but if I think that there's going to be a good chance of quite a bit of 
uh, areas where there's going to be snow or ice, or I'm not sure if this lake got plowed, or I know for a fact, like this, this area didn't get plowed or whatever, I'm going to break out uh, a pair of like winter running shoes. And so you can, you know, each brand has a kind of their own last year, I think I invested in the Nike turbo shoe or whatever. And it's kind it kind of looks like it's got a zipper up the side of your ankle. And so it's a little higher um, top heel, but it, um, it works. And I've, I've noticed how when you're on the actual like snow or ice, you don't need to be as like cautious because with your regular shoe, you really got to be careful because you, you just, your foot will slide out underneath you. And in these, you can kind of just, you get better traction. So you don't have to just worry as much. Um, and if I know last year too, we seemed to be, we got like lots of, um, lots of periods where it would like dump some snow and then it would like melt away. And so you really don't have to worry about running through the snow maybe for, um, I don't know, one day and then it's cleared away completely. But so that's where if you're running in the actual snow and it's a few inches worth, then you might want to think about just investing in like a pair of yak tracks that you can attach to the bottom of your shoes. I know Victoria did last year, so you can share how that experience was for you. Um, but yeah, and if, if it's something like I have a workout to do and I'm really, I really want to get a quality workout in, I'm just probably going to opt for the treadmill or find the track, or I'll wait for a day where I know it's like been, it hasn't snowed in a while and the paths are, you know, hundred percent clear. Yeah, that's a good point. I think this is where the safety issue can kind of come into play with the, the footing and everything. Um, but having the yak tracks pretty much make it able to and safe to run on ice it's basically like snowshoeing um just go to yak track order some they're like 30 to 50 bucks depending on the type that you get and you can put them on any regular pair of shoe that you have for running um like you said there's also the you know trail or snow running shoes that you can get support your local running store go in there see what they can get you fitted with a lot of them are also waterproof with which is a benefit um you could even throw yak tracks on top of those just to be extra safe um but i do think you know you're not going to be able to hit the same paces out there if you're wearing yak tracks if there's ice obviously so i would keep um your running easy if you know the the footing isn't good and just keep um those days for easy running and then shifting your workout days to the treadmill or to days where you can get somewhere where there is good footing. Um, it, it can just vary from day to day, person to person, and where you're located. Uh, indoor tracks can be a good place to do workouts, but I think ultimately it boils down to, you know, the availability of a treadmill um, for a couple of weeks stretch there. Uh, and that's sometimes why it's nice to take the winter as an off season, just because you're not really able to do, um, running workouts. If there is snow on the ground, um, to the extent that you would any other time of year, if you don't have access to a treadmill, but I think most people, um, have access to a treadmill and that's something that they can incorporate into their training to get their workout days in for that stretch where it may not be safe to run outside. So I guess that is concluding of our, Uh, podcast talking about the weather and how it impacts our training and what we should be wearing for the various temperatures. So hopefully this was useful for people who are trying to navigate their season, um, figuring out what to be wearing in different temperatures. And as always, we are offering a free seven-day trial to anyone who is interested. If you visit our website, www.runforprs.co, And fill out the form there. We can get you set up on a free seven-day trial right away. So thanks for tuning in.